My name is Raphael Garay, and welcome to the Art of Inspiration. Each week, we will bring you the keys to success, ways to build a better mind and body, and keep you motivated in the pursuit of your dreams. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. Now, let's go get inspired. Welcome, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Art of Inspiration podcast. Today, I want to talk about authenticity. So for me, being authentic is one of the best things you can be. It's literally the coolest shit that you can be. Some people, they do things to try to stand out. Now, I don't care if you have purple hair, you put tattoos all over your body and crazy piercings. Some people might say, I don't like that. I never judge someone by what they look like or what they do. What matters is that you do things for you. So if you got the purple hair and the crazy piercings and all the tattoos because that's what you like, that's awesome. But if you do it just because you want to get someone else's attention or you think it's going to make you cool, then I'm not down with it. Because at the end of the day, you need to realize that you, the authentic you, the person that's inside, that's what's really awesome. Every one of us has something unique about us. And I feel that The uniqueness in each and every one of us is what separates us truly from everyone else. And that is what's going to become the secret sauce that makes us successful. And I remember when I started my corporate career, things moved very quickly. Keep in mind my background. I never came from a great school. I don't, I don't have a college degree. I didn't grow up in an office working that type of corporate job. You know, I came up as, as a therapist and before that my life was a complete mess. So I found myself in this big corporate place and somehow my career was taken away. It's just because I was hungry. I kept getting promoted ahead of schedule. I was given these really big, like just chances to fail. My boss would throw me this big project and he'd say, you know, I I believe in you. I think you can get it done. And at the time, I was just hungry to succeed. I was a hustler. And I was I was recruiting at a at a large advertising agency in New York City. And you know, as I started to grow, I took one thing in in my mind. I studied leadership very well. From what I knew about leaders is that They don't necessarily need to be great at everything. What they need to understand is how to leverage talent. I knew that there was a lot of things that I wasn't great at, and that was fine. When I first started out in my career, I thought I needed to be great at everything. And I saw people that were at the top, and I said, man, they must have it so buttoned up. They have everything together. What I soon came to realize is that they really don't. The key to being on top, the key to being successful, running a successful business, whatever it is that you do, is to be able to leverage talent. And what I mean by leveraging talent is to be able to bring people onto your team that complement your skill set. So that was the first piece of it. 
I remember watching a documentary, The Men Who Built America, on the History Channel. One of the best examples of this was Henry Ford. He was brought up in the Supreme Court on accounts that he broke America's antitrust laws. People started asking him detailed questions about his business. Ford, as we all know, Ford cars. What's interesting is he didn't have the answers to these questions. And this was his business. He was the CEO. He built this thing literally from nothing into this massive empire. And he couldn't answer simple questions about his business. The answer that he gave really blew my mind and changed my perspective. He said, I, I have an office and on my desk, I have a series of buttons. These buttons go to the other offices of the heads of each one of my departments. So at any given time, at the press of a button, I can have an expert there to answer any question that you may need answered. Blew my mind. Realizing that your time is important and there's going to be things that you're great at. And I always thought, work on your weaknesses. Yeah, that's true. You want to work on your weaknesses, but what you want to do is build on your strengths. Your strength is what's going to make you successful. Sometimes it's not worth your time. Realize how much your time is worth. It's not worth your time to spend trying to get great at something that you can easily hire someone else to do. So I understood that and I started to build a team. I had the opportunity to hire people to come onto my team. And I looked at myself, what I was good at and what I was bad at. And I tried to find people that complimented me. And my team ended up being awesome. We succeeded at everything we did. And so I got this, this rapport about me within the company and people knew that I can get these things done. So I was off to the races, you know, I was, I was young, I was hungry. I had no college degree and I was climbing my way up this corporate ladder in a place where people generally wore their, their alma mater. It was like a, a badge of honor to them. Where'd you go to school? Where'd you go? Some of the common questions, which I, I wished nobody asked me because the truth was I didn't go to school. I'm self-educated. I had a high school education. I went to a few classes in college, but that was it. And I was at a place where they, they genuinely valued that. I was a recruiter and I would go out and recruit people. And a lot of times, one of the first questions people would ask me was, where did this person go to school and what was their GPA? But I knew in my job, the one thing that you couldn't learn in school was the gift of the gab. So what my mom used to call it, the gift of the gab. I had an uncle who was a car salesman, extremely successful. Never forget the story of when he went to go get his job. He had no sales experience, nothing. And the guy said, why should I hire you? And he said, I'll sell anything. If you put my mother on a shelf, I will sell her. And he ended up being one of the top salesmen in that company year after year after year after year. Extremely successful selling cars. You can be successful at anything if you have the drive, but it's that gift of the gab. That's something that I was born with, but it's also something that I've honed over time. I, I really learned the art of the conversation. So as a recruiter, 
that's what I needed to succeed. I needed to talk to people. I needed to get people interested in my company, interested in, in the jobs. And it's interesting because I look back at my time as a massage therapist and that time in my life actually helped me hone my communication skills. And you have to understand you have people that have injuries that are in pain and they come in your office and they literally take off their clothes and get under a sheet and trust you with their body to help them get out of pain. So you had to learn to build a rapport very quickly with a variety of different people. And I did that for about six or seven years. So over that time, whether you're a doctor, whether you're a construction worker, I realized that building a rapport with somebody very quickly was the key to getting them to trust you. And that was really the art of conversation. That was the art of building rapport. Something that I take with me to my corporate job right now where people are still astonished at how quickly I can build relationships with people. And it's really more about listening than it is about talking. Listening to someone, understanding what's important to them, and then learning to speak their language. And when you and someone else are having a conversation and you speak the same language, they'll become comfortable with you very quickly. And I had people that would come in on a weekly basis and they trusted me like an advisor. They would tell me about their problems at work, their problem with at home, stuff with their kids, stuff with their spouse. And it, it really, at the time I didn't think about it, but it's something that helped me excel. So in my corporate career, I used that gift of the gab to help me build relationships. And I knew that in such a big company, my boss had his eyes on me because he knew that I was, you know, killing it. And it wasn't just me. It was my team. We were, we were having amazing success. It's because our skill sets all complemented each other. We learned how to leverage our skill sets. And so as I kept moving down the line, I realized that in such a large company, to really get ahead, I needed to get more than just the attention of my boss. I needed to get the attention of the CEOs, the big wigs in the company. In order to do that, what did I do? I started talking to them. And I used that gift to the gab to put myself in a, in a place where, you know, even if it was just walking down the hallway, I would walk out of my way just to walk past the CEO and say, hey, what's going on? What's up? And if you do that enough times, eventually that person is going to come and talk to you. And then I would build the rapport. I'd learn to speak their language. And eventually I built a rapport with a lot of the CEOs. And I've alluded to this in some of my other podcasts that I used that opportunity to really climb the ladder because I would position myself as somebody who could solve their problems. Hey, I know I'm not working with you on this particular project, but if you're having a problem with it, Come to me. If you can't find the candidate, I'll get them for you. I'm the guy. I'm the best. It was a little tactic I used to climb the ladder because I realized that it's not necessarily always about the work that you do, but it's about who notices you, who has their eyes on you. When your boss has your eyes on you, it's great. But when the top CEOs in a humongous corporate company have their eyes on you, trust me, it goes a long way. So the one thing that I was always scared of was that the question that was commonly asked in my company would come my way is, where'd you go to school or anything about my past? 
You know, I was a guy with a, a shoddy past with really no education. And I didn't want that part coming out in my conversation with the CEO. I kept that to the side. You know, this is a very buttoned up corporate place. Me, I'm, I'm a fighter. I'm a martial artist. I have tattoos, no education. Didn't really fit the mold and didn't really fit in. The real me, that's who the authentic me is. I'm a martial artist. I'm a fighter. I'm somebody who educated themselves. You know, I had a, a, a great family and a great, great upbringing. It was really, I owe it to my grandfather that taught me the importance of reading and educating yourself. I never did it throughout high school, but there was a time after that, you know, I wish I had the drive to read like I do when I was in high school, but it's after school that I really started getting my momentum and my drive and feeding myself knowledge on a daily basis, studying success, seeing what it looks like. So that's the authentic me. That's the person that I am. What's interesting is one day I was talking about my training, talking about my fighting, the CFO of the company. Now, this is a guy who's the CFO of a billion dollar business, publicly traded company. He doesn't really speak to anyone. He rarely came out of his office, rarely saw the guy. And I'll never forget him overhearing my conversation. And I was mortified. I said, oh, my God, this guy, this guy just heard me talk about fighting. He's going to think that, you know, I'm just some type of roughneck and that I don't belong here. I'll never forget. He said, holy shit, you do MMA? That's fucking awesome. Never knew the guy was a fan of MMA. And he said, yeah, I watch it all the time. And do you know this fighter? And do you know this fighter? Are you watching the UFC that's coming up this week? I couldn't believe it. So the whole time I was trying to hide that part of myself, the real me. That's something that I put to the side. I just wanted to be the guy that came in in nice shoes and a button-down shirt. Not the guy that, that fights with tattoos and goes out and rolls around on a jiu-jitsu mat. You never know who your audience is. And what I learned real quickly is that it was the authentic me, the things that make me me, is essentially what began to be the secret sauce to my success. Because now this guy would go out of his way to come talk to me, talk to me about my jujitsu competitions, talk to me about fighting, talk to me about the UFC. He would talk to the other CEOs and say, hey, you know, this guy fights. And it became a different type of conversation. As small as it was, it became one of the launch pads for what I ended up doing for the rest of my career in that company. Because now people liked me. They liked the authentic me. Not only was I somebody who could get the job done, who positioned themselves as a problem solver, but on the side, I was just an awesome person that they liked to work with. And I fought, which they thought was super cool. Never, ever, ever stop being you. The authentic you is what separates you from everyone else. Don't ever, 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 ever think that you're not good enough or that the person that's inside isn't special enough to do this or do that or to achieve this or achieve that. You have everything inside of you. Your authenticity is what makes you fucking awesome. So never forget that. Stay true to who you are. Keep grinding. Keep building. Keep going and I'll see you all at the top.